Hi friend, registration will be opening soon for the School of Christian Health and Nutrition. Carly and I have put together a short mini-series of videos called The Science of God's Divine Design. It's going to give you an inside peek at the way that we teach biblical health, plus give you early access into the school and a special discount, but only for people who watch this special series, which you can find at thechristiannutritionist.com slash divine design. This is only available from March 6th to the 16th. So if you have even the tiniest mustard seed of interest or curiosity about the School of Christian Health and Nutrition, go watch this free set of videos to get the best information, access, and price. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash divine design. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body, so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? We are going to talk about keeping your word to yourself. How good are you about that? Most of us are pretty good at keeping our word to family, to friends, to coworkers, and to neighbors, but not always to ourselves, especially when it comes to our health goals. We make all kinds of promises, you know, that we're going to meal prep and eat more protein, drink more water, drink less wine, stop snacking at night, get 10,000 steps today, go to bed earlier, read our Bible. And we start, but then quite often we stop. We stop showing up for ourselves. We don't have our own back like we would have the back of our family, friends, and neighbors. We keep our appointments and commitments to others, but not to ourselves. We'll show up for a club meeting, but not for a workout. We'll make cookies for the class, but not a healthy meal to take to work. We'll meet our friends for happy hour, but not the Lord in the morning hour. We will bend over backwards to make time to serve the needs of others, but not the needs of our physical and spiritual health. Now, time is one aspect of it. We're busy. And in our busy lives, the things that usually fall through the cracks or get put on the back burner are our health and spiritual goals. But sometimes it's because we overload ourselves with too many goals at once. Sometimes it's because we set unsustainable goals. You know, we see this a lot with unsustainable diet programs like promising yourself you're going to eat prepackaged protein bars and shakes for the rest of your life. And sometimes it's because we throw in the towel when things get hard. No matter the reason, breaking your word to yourself over and over hurts and it has consequences. It's not good for your health physically or emotionally. If you had a friend who broke her word to you over and over, you wouldn't trust her. You wouldn't have faith in her and you'd probably stop showing up for her. The same thing happens when you keep breaking your word to yourself. One thing I explained to my Feast of Fasters is that if you have a history of yo-yo dieting 
which if you think about it is one form of breaking your word to yourself, your body is going to be more guarded about making change, about releasing weight, okay? Just like you would be a more guarded friend to somebody that's been not showing up for you or keeping their word for you, you know? For instance, when we are working on becoming better fat burners, we're asking our body to switch energy gears and burn more fat and less sugar. But sugar's easier to burn than fat. It's more readily available. And your body will focus on burning the easier fuel source. But when we decrease that fuel source, when we lower carbs, we're asking our body to make that switch, to switch energy sources and burn more fat and less sugar. Now, this is more work for your body, and it goes through a bit of an energy crisis as it works to shift those gears. This is when you feel yucky when you're doing a sugar detox. You feel extra tired, uh, cranky, and achy, and you've got to push through that time of discomfort. You've got to get over that hump, and then things even out. Remember that results are on the other side of discomfort. You got to hang in there, girl. I always tell my Feast of Fasters to embrace those icky feelings because it means things are working. Your body is making a major metabolic shift, and that's what we're asking it to do. But if you're someone who has yo-yoed or continually given up when things got hard, either because you've made it way too hard on yourself by doing something extreme or you've just given up one too many times before you've gotten over that hump, your body is wise to that. It is wise to your patterns. It knows your MO. And it's going to be less willing to show up and do the hard work of switching those metabolic gears. It's like, listen, this ain't my first rodeo. She's going to throw in the towel and give me ice cream any minute now. So I am not going through all this trouble. Just going to wait it out a little bit and then it'll be over. It's not that your body is against you. It's not trying to be difficult. It's just a little more resistant, a little more guarded in making these new energy plans with you, just like you would be resistant making plans with your friend who always cancels on you. We also have to remember that our body is always trying to protect us. It's always on our side. And the more that you have yo-yoed, the more you have signaled the body that the food supply is unstable. So your body will want to hold on to energy, also known as fat. Fat is stored energy on the body. And it wants to make sure that you have enough energy to keep you alive in case there's another food crisis. You know, back in the day, that would have been a famine. We don't, you know, blessedly, we don't have famines um, here in our country anyway. But we do create our own food crises by deprivation dieting and by not getting enough nutrition. Remember, poor nutrition is one form of starvation. You might be getting plenty of calories, but not enough nutrition. And that's very stressful to the body. We also have to consider what all of this does to us emotionally. Perhaps the saddest thing is that you fall out of integrity with yourself. When you've broken your word to yourself so many times, you stop trusting yourself, you stop believing in yourself, and you emotionally store the pattern of breaking your word to yourself. And this becomes a problem when you're ready to tackle a new goal because there's an undercurrent of doubt running through your mind, which 
whether you realize it or not, consciously or subconsciously, influence, influences how you approach that goal. You know, those seeds of doubt take deep root in your brain and fuel thoughts like, I can't do this. This isn't going to work. This is too much to do, too much to handle. I'll start again later when the timing is better. The result of breaking your word to yourself gives you more ammunition for breaking your word to yourself. You store that evidence of not following through, and then you use that evidence against yourself. And that can be a hard hamster wheel to get off of. Unless you interrupt that pattern, unless you create a new MO of keeping your word to yourself, showing up for yourself, even when it's hard. And the cool thing is, keeping your word to yourself is like 10x more powerful than breaking your word to yourself. So you can overturn it. You know, following through floods your brain and body with confidence. It quickly overturns the old evidence and gives you new evidence that you are a person who keeps your word to yourself. It changes your body chemistry. It changes your brain patterns. It changes the undercurrent of what you believe about yourself. I want you to think about this. Think about a goal that you've had some fits and starts with, you know, one that you can't get over that hard hump, one that you keep breaking your word to yourself on. Where would you be right now? How would your health be different? How would your life be different if you had already kept your word to yourself on that and followed through? What if you had been consistently getting 10,000 steps a day? or eating 90 grams of protein a day, or stretching 15 minutes a day, or going to sleep by 10 o'clock every night, or not drinking during the week, or strength training several times a week, or reading your Bible every morning. How would you be different right now? How would your body be different? Would it be leaner, stronger? Would your jeans slide up and button more easily? Would you climb the stairs without breathing heavily? Would you be less stiff and more active? How would your brain be different right now? More sharp, more focused, more at peace? Listen, when we have a hamster wheel goal in our brain, it makes us crazy. When we don't keep our word, when our word stays in our head, it makes us crazy. It takes up a lot of real estate up there because we're going back and forth with, I'm gonna, I shoulda, I wish I woulda, on repeat, on a loop. It just keeps taking up space. And that is space, that is prime real estate that could be used for much better purposes, like focusing on a goal that you're going to follow through on, like thinking more about God and your blessings and your life purpose, what you could be doing instead of what you're not doing. Some of us have had the same goal running through our brain for years. It would be better to not make the goal at all, to completely take it off the table, than let it eat up your brain space and rob your peace. Listen, it is okay. This is what I'm learning. It is okay. It is even preferable to intentionally not pursue a certain goal, to take it off the the table for the time being, than to let it wander around unattended in your brain. Okay, there's got to be intention and follow through or just let it go and own that. The important thing is that you've got to make sure you're okay with your reason for letting it go. 
it's okay to decide not to pursue a certain goal as long as it is a decision and not a default of you throwing in the towel when things get hard or you making a goal and then, you know, seeing how it goes. That wishy-washiness is setting the stage for breaking your word to yourself. It reminds me of a verse from um, James 1.8. A double-minded person is unstable in all that they do. It also says, the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Don't you be making blowy goals, okay? (laughs) Where they're going to get knocked around by the slightest shift of the wind. Meaning, if the conditions are not just perfect for your goal, you bounce. Okay, you've got got to go into your goal knowing that there will be shifting winds. And if you're not ready to take that on right now, that is okay. But make that decision and then own it. I shelved a goal recently because I'm just not ready to commit to it. I've been thinking about doing another wine-free, alcohol-free period like I did for Lynn a couple years ago, and it's been rolling around in my head for quite some time. And I've I've gone in fits and starts about starting it, and then I'm just not ready. And, you know, it's just been hanging around in my brain, unattended, pointing its accusatory finger at me like, when are you going to do this? You should start it. Why don't you? You suck. <laughs> you know? And then I see other people do it. And that brings up more thoughts like that. Until I finally made the decision that you know what, now is not the time that I'm ready to I'm not ready to do that right now. It doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. It means I'm not going to go into it wishy washy. Because that sets me up for breaking my word to myself. And I don't want to do that. And you know, once I just decided that I felt so much better. I mean, I just took that off the table and that is okay. And, you know, it's just a way of having my own back. It frees my brain up to focus on the goals I do have to give more energy to those because I'm not wasting my brain energy on goals that I don't intend to keep right now. You know, I'm not making the word to myself if I'm going to break the word to myself. Now, we know the Bible has a lot to say about words. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Words mean things. They can build up or tear down. They impact. They produce a result, a fruit. You will eat the fruit of keeping your word to yourself or breaking your word to yourself. I think we could all stand to be more intentional with our words and how we keep or don't keep those words. Let's make them fruitful. Let's make them produce the results that we want instead of what we don't want. You know, cut down that fruit tree if it's not going to bear the fruit you want. Remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree because it had green leaves but no fruit? There was an expectation that it would have fruit because of those green leaves, because they were there. But it didn't. And it was a disappointment, a letdown. Breaking our word to ourselves is a disappointment. It's a letdown. And it does not go unnoticed by our body and our brain. Let the next goal you make be with the intention of keeping your word to yourself. That's what we're about to do um, in the Christian Health Club. October is the month that we do self-coaching Christians together. We're going to choose a goal. And we're going to own it. We're going to intentionally coach ourselves through it on a daily basis so that when it does get hard or we don't feel like doing it, we show up and do it anyway. 
we're going to keep our word to ourselves. We're going to reestablish that trust and belief and reassure our body and our brain that we're all on the same page. We're going to have our own back and we're going to have each other's back as we go through this process. There is magic when you set a goal, have it be hard and do it anyway. And that all starts in the mind. That's why we have to do mind management. It's spirit, mind, body. We take the word of God to help us form the words in our mind so that we can produce the fruit in our body and in our life. When we keep God's word to ourselves, it's much easier to keep our own word to ourselves. We build more faith, more trust, more love, and more grace into our lives. All right, my friend, I hope that you found this to be a fruitful conversation, pun intended. I hope it makes you much more aware about the goals you make, the intentions you set, and the word that you keep to yourself. Thank you so much for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week. Oh, 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 oh,